Hello, everyone, and welcome to the First Loved Podcast. Well, today we're going to do something a little bit different, and I'm looking forward to it. I've got my buddy Joel Brady with me today, and I asked him to come in because you heard in one of the podcasts recently that we did a retreat, and all the facilitators are there, and Joel and Terry have been facilitators with me for a long time. And there especially was their comments where there was this great comment where one of them said, oh my gosh, this isn't your full-time job, that they thought the facilitators were so extraordinary at their ability to love and engage people and do what they did in group that they thought that was their full-time job. And the person was pretty shocked to find out, no, we have other jobs and we do this on occasion. And Joel is an HVAC guy. He was a carpenter, is a carpenter still. He can He's done plumbing for me and us. He can do just about anything with those hands of his. He's pretty amazing at it. And so partly why I wanted Joel to come in is because sometimes people get this idea that those who facilitate have to be like me, that they need to be a pastor trained in theology or something. And so many times I would say to people, no, all you need is the Holy Spirit and his word tucked away in your mind and heart and the love of Jesus in your heart. And you just become his vehicle for expressing that love. And so I just wanted to spend a little time with Joel today for you to hear a little bit of his own journey of how things started and where he is today and how he became this facilitator that somebody might think it's his full-time job. So welcome, Joel. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Actually, though, one of the first things I wanted to have you just share with folks was that how you and Terry actually weren't Christians, you weren't seeking God at all, and you got invited, actually, to a First Love weekend. And that's really what turned your hearts around. Can you share a little quickly about that story? Yeah, we, we ended up going to Mox Church, and um, the pastoral and the elders kind of adopted us and wanted us to go on a First Love weekend. So Terry and I, we didn't know anything about it, so we actually said, yeah, because <laughs> God was calling us, we were answering, you know, so... Um, we ended up going there, and Terry got blessed, and I got blessed big time. And I've always known God, and He's always been in my life. It's just going on this weekend, I actually found out that God actually can love me through words and actions. Mm. And I saw that on one of my facilitators, and it actually broke me down, and I just wanted more. Yeah, you were sharing with me how it was through one of the women facilitators. Yeah. And, and her speaking the verse to you and whatnot that you heard God love you well, and she's just an ordinary gal. Exactly. In our church, yeah. but it was the presence of Jesus to you guys. Yeah. And it blew you guys away that God really is real and loves you, and you were hooked. Yes, I was. <laughs> I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> right. I don't think you missed a Sunday since, right? And uh, it was pretty fun. So here, Joel and Terry are relatively new in the church, and they're beginning to grow in the Lord. And after a number of years, though, when I felt the Lord wanted me to take this out to the larger church body so they could hear and learn how to really experience God's love, Joel and Terry wanted to be facilitators with me. And so, Joel, I thought it would be a good thing just to start off where, like this past weekend, people are used to you now after doing this for years. The Lord's matured you, and you do it well. But for our listener to recognize that you didn't start off that way. No, I did not. (laughs) So describe a little bit of what it was like in the early years of facilitating. Well, it started out like my wife always wanted to do it, so she dragged me along. (laughs) And as long as I was with the co-facilitator, I was okay with it. And I would be the guy that would sit back. And if they needed me, I'd read the, the guidelines or pray. I would do stuff like that. So I was always the guy that was set back, and they would always lead, and I would just follow. 
And my love language is words of affirmation. And every time I do it and I see God use me in a powerful way to touch somebody, it just builds my confidence up more and more that I can do this and I don't have to be a pastor. Yeah, I got to tell you guys that there have been times I've just broken down and sobbed during testimony time to hear people affirm Joel in such powerful and precious ways. And I know what it means to him. Others don't know it, but I know what it means that that the Lord's saying, Joel, you're doing it. I'm using you. So yeah, it's just been very cool to watch that happen and to watch your confidence grow, right? You said you were yeah. kind of sitting second fiddle as co-facilitator for a while. And maybe you can even just share a little bit of how did that transition happen where you got to the point where you felt like you could lead? And especially how did that happen in terms of the Lord's own work in you? How did he develop you to do this? I think there was one time we had a group and my co-facilitator at the time was kind of struggling and I was having to read a verse and she was kind of struggling on it. So I I just said, okay, and and I could see the person wasn't receiving it well. So God just spoke to me and said, you need to just take it and read it. So I let her finish and she didn't receive it. So I just grabbed it and I go, okay, can I just reread this to you? And I just got down on my knees, looked at her, put my hand on her shoulder, asked permission, put my hand on her shoulder, and just looked her in the eyes, and I memorized that verse. Uh So I was able to say that verse and not have to look down, and she just broke down. She grabbed me, hugged me, and said, that was from God. (laughs) That's what I needed. And every time I see this woman, she comes up and says, radically changed, man, radically changed. So cool. (laughs) Now, you alluded to the fact that you had memorized a verse. And yeah, yeah. Talk about that because it's a huge part of what we do, right, is that we get the words tucked in our hearts so that we own them, so that we can speak them on behalf of the Lord by memory with our heart in it, with emotion in it. Talk about how the Lord helped you with that. One time we were on a men's retreat and one of our facilitators, was his group wasn't going the way he thought it was going to go. So we ended up praying for him and I kind of whispered in his ear and said, bear with me. And the only way I memorized this scripture was through song and it was through Mark's CD. So I ended up singing Numbers 6, 24, 25, I will bless you, keep you, make my face shine upon you. And it was awesome. He didn't punch me. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're but, in the studio. Maybe we should record you singing yeah, it, Joel. Right. <laughs> but no, memorizing the verses, you get to take ownership of it. And when you're praying for somebody, if you don't know what to pray, just pray one of the verses that you memorize. And nine times out of ten, it's going to be what that person needs. Right. Because, I mean, it's a word of God. It's right. not like you're coming up with it. Right. Well, that's what I was. I shared on a podcast, I think, a couple times back. I shared that very thing that in my group at the retreat, this past retreat, I was standing above this gal and all of a sudden this passage popped into my head that I hadn't thought about for a while. And so I just trusted that, well, I'll say it. It's certainly not going to do any harm. It's a good passage, right? But I said it with all my heart and really saying it that this is from the Lord, you know? And she started crying, and you're like, okay. And then I asked and come to find out that she had been doing a Bible study on that passage for a couple years. Wow. And so the fact that God would specifically speak that passage into her heart at that moment, it blew her mind. I mean, it was really prophetic, right, in that moment. And I think you were telling me, right, you've watched that happen lots of times. Yeah. Every time we do a, a weekend, 
I fight my inner voice because it says don't go. You have plenty of other stuff to do. But every time I go, God is there and he uses me in a powerful way. And my wife says, why do you fight? <laughs> Eventually, I'm going to just go with the flow because every time I do it, God is there. Yeah. You know? yep. He's so faithful to show up. Yeah. So faithful. In fact, what was really cool about this last retreat we had there's a gal who's on the First Loved Board, Connie Jones. And when I first pursued Connie, she was the sister of, or is the sister of another gal who was on the board. And she said, Mark, you know, she's a CFO and she really knows finance and stuff. And I think she'd really like this. Well, I did a verse for her over the computer screen, you know, and it was okay and trying to give her a sense of what it was about. And she got the old Bethany videos and watched them. So she had a sense, like she wanted to know, well, what is this ministry I'm, you know, signing up for? And she thought it's really cool. But we'd been dying for her to have a chance to come and actually go through it. And it was so profound because, well, Joel, you you can tell it. You know, we do this thing where you write out the synonymantonym so that you kind of amplify or you expand the verse. So the Lord, there's extra words there that can really touch your heart. Well, just talk about, you know, the, your opportunity to do that for her. Yeah, it started out in group, and then all of a sudden, my co-facilitator said, you want to read the verse to her? And I'm like, and it wasn't the way I usually do it, so I'm like, yeah, like I said, I'm going with the flow, whatever God wants to do. Okay. And she said to just read it, the one she picked out. So I'm like, okay. So I did what I did. I go, ask permission to put my hand on her, and got down on my knees and looked at her eyes and read that verse to her. And then I get up and walk away, and she's like, all teary-eyed and then my facilitator asked how did that feel and she said i just heard god speak to me i'm like wow (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) friends this is the thing that's so profound is that our little kind of subtitle to first love to love it says experiencing god's love up close and personal like the disciples did through jesus where god became a man and god was present in human form to love with words and with actions, that through us, by the Spirit, God wants to still do that kind of person-to-person. And so, yeah, even though she'd heard about it and whatever, all of a sudden she has this moment where you become the Father. You become the Father almost like through Jesus, through you, and it undoes her. And what I was telling Joel that he didn't know about is that I know that Connie had a difficult relationship with her dad. And so it didn't surprise me to see and hear the Heavenly Father speak that way to her. So cool. And, of course, that blesses you, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, It just builds me up again. Can't wait for another one. (laughs) (laughs) We get to do it again. You know, one of the things Joel talked about, too, was um, the CD, Rejoice Over You, and we have the other one, Love Verses. And so, Joel, just make a comment about that, too, about how that has been a really helpful tool for you, I think. Yeah, the CD, when I got it, I, my wife yells at me because I say the words before Mark says them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great tool to memorize verses. Yeah. Through right? song. Through song, and, and then they just play them over and over again, yeah. and you get them, yeah. right? And that's the cool thing, you guys, is that as we do this, once you get those personalized verses in your mind and you've sung them or spoke them to yourself, it becomes very natural to speak them to someone else and then see what else the Lord might give. And what I love is that it's not limited to the small group on a weekend. The goal of it is that this becomes normal to your everyday life. 
And there's varieties of settings and situations where you get to do this. Joel, can you even talk about that, that you're the same guy outside of the weekend experience? What's that look like? Can you describe some situations? Well, I always got my eyes open. I always got my ears on. And I'm always uh, looking for where God wants me to talk to somebody, pray for somebody, lay a hand on somebody. I'm a broken vessel, ready for God to use me wherever he wants to use me. I've told a couple of my coworkers, and they take me aside and say, I pray. And I go, that's great, you know. And they start telling me stories of, you know, where they're coming from and what they're doing. And so I just get to be able to love on them through just listening to them. Mm -hmm. And how many times have we talked about the fact that it's when we love people well or let the Lord love them through us that it creates conversation. You yeah. know, evangelism becomes pretty natural because people will ask, where'd that come from? Or why did you do that? You were telling me, too, that even in your church context, your small group context, that this is a way that you live as well. Yeah, I mean, we go to a small group on Tuesday, and um, we've been doing First Love for a long time, and it's a great tool because if you see somebody hurting, God can use First Love through Scripture, and also by facial expression, you get to know, you know, when somebody shares something from their heart, you can show with your eyes and your expression and your the touch. love of God. And this is what I've learned through First Love, because it talks about facial expression means a lot. And <laughs> and also listening, not as you're listening, condemning or uh, trying to figure out a Job friend, trying to figure it out for him. Oh, right, right. You know? Trying to fix them. Yeah, trying to fix them. Yeah, but you're, you're listening to them. Yeah. That's helped me out tremendous through First Love and also getting along. Yeah. Yeah, getting along is a second part of our curriculum that teaches you how to listen well and to ask questions well and and get some healing of the heart and mind. I can remember there's times when Joel and one of our buddies, too, Peter, that there were some men's retreats I remember we'd go do and, and worship time would come and I wasn't really paying attention because I do music, right? So I'm engaged in the songs or whatever. And at one point, one of the pastors came over to me and he tapped me on the shoulder and he goes, what's up with your guys? And I go, well, what do you mean? And he points, and Joel and Peter and so many of my guys are roaming around at this men's retreat and just going to guys and laying hands on them and speaking whatever the Lord's given to them or saying, you know, can I pray for you in some way? They just love to love on people. It became such a normal part, is such yeah, a normal part of life, whether it's at work, whether it's home, whether it's in small group, wherever it is, that that's the overall goal. We used to call it the first love to love lifestyle, because that's the point. This isn't just something you do on a weekend, that we want to mature and grow at this so that this becomes second nature to us, wherever we are, right? We see somebody, we respond. It's just been so fun to watch you mature and grow, and now here you are all these years later, and, you know, maybe that has something to do with repetition and practice, right? Is that a big part of what's helped you get to the point you are today? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, every time I do a First Love Week, and, and even when I listen to you doing the First Love Weekends, I still get more stuff out of it, you know, and it's an aha moment when I start hearing, and it's like, wait a minute, I've heard this like 30, 40 times, and all of a sudden now my eyes are open to it, or my ears are open to it. Right. This is one of the things that was really fun, though, that happened by accident, was that we used to travel as a team all the time on doing all these weekends. And it was in that context where we were doing ministry together. 
you know, which doesn't happen all that often in a church. It might just happen briefly on a Sunday morning, maybe a little bit in a small group, but we were doing it often. And there's something to be said about repetition. It's about doing certain things over and over again that it becomes second nature to us. And in the long run, friends, this is what we're after. This is what we long for is that ordinary guys. Joel's an awesome, amazing guy who works with his hands. But I wanted him to come in and share with you today is that all you have to do is be available. All you have to do is be willing to let him love you and get those love verses in you and see how he loves. And then you do it and do it and do it. And it becomes so second nature to us that we do it anywhere. And it creates opportunities for people to encounter God and to be drawn to him, perhaps even get into relationship with him. So, well, Joel, thank you so much. I'm shocked. I'm sorry. I wasn't looking at the clock and it (laughs) blew by on us. So I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Joel. And it just encouraged your hearts and that most of all is that it would spur you on to want to continue to mature and grow, that you would learn to become one who loves like Jesus loves in a very natural way with whoever you're with. So God bless you and have a great rest of the day.